0: The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome, boys and girls, to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, the only, the beast from the not so far east. Tammy, the Sasquatch Underwood Sager Tam,
1: Gur Tam,
0: and on the phone we have our special guest host for the <laughs> day, someone who's close to my heart, my brother from another mother, Todd, the Killer Collab. Hey, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Hello.
1: Hello. You, you, you like that moniker that I gave yeah. you, Todd,
0: the Killer Collab? Yeah kind of flows there you go there you go (laughs) all right so we're gonna do a little bit of q a here
1: yeah well we're gonna do kind of like a informational on you know todd chose what makes serial killers tick (laughs) now i haven't written this one out so i'm just gonna kind of wing it a little bit but uh the first question is are they monsters or victims because edmund kemper said after he was arrested that it was an urge a strong urge and the longer i let it go the stronger it got to where I was taking risks to go out and kill people. Risks that normally, according to my little rules of operation, I wouldn't take because they could lead to arrest. So I mean so we've seen that though before, right, Todd? Scott? I was gonna say Todd, but you guys are one in the same.
2: Yeah, one in the same Makes sense to me.
1: Yeah. I mean It makes
2: sense to me. I mean I I never broke my my rules. Yeah. Till the end, and I got arrested for them.
1: Well yeah, I mean and I mean and I know that, you know, That we even talked about with Keith Jesperson. Remember, it's like he took that risk and killed his girlfriend. Right,
0: right, right. You know,
1: so um, here's the question, though, is where does that urge come from and why is it so powerful? If we all experience this urge, would we be able to resist it? So where do you think the urge comes from, Todd?
2: I could give them a lot of things. I mean, with myself, I just couldn't let slights go. Um, It would nag on me. It would nag on me. Somebody would do something wrong, steal from me, try to do me wrong, and I had the hardest time letting it go, and it would build and build and build, and then it wouldn't always be the person who originally got me pissed. I would come across another situation where somebody was trying to do me wrong, and they got the burn of it. Um, right? I couldn't let things go. i mean the 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 guy who slighted me today, um, you know, does something wrong. If you steal from me, I, I'm more like a crocodile. I, i'll I'll just wait by the water until you get close and you think it's safe, and then I'm gonna bite your ass. Okay. Um, I'm actually not quick for violence, but yeah, when it comes to that, I mean, sometimes people just can't resist it. Some like the thrill, I was never into the thrill of the kill. I liked the training. I actually took formal training when it came to to weapons, and I enjoyed the fact that I guess when you practice that much, it's not that you're so much looking forward, per se, to a situation, but you're open to it, and sometimes you're, you know, it. Situation come up, and that's where you go with it. You know, you did all this time, all this training, and you go, like, see if it works. I kind of, I Some kinda agree. Can't, can't walk away from it. Okay. Some can't walk away from it. Well, uh, I got
0: I to gotta agree with that, and I'll tell you why, because I'm the same way when it comes to people stealing from me. Because in my mind, there's no reason to ever fucking steal from me. I mean, I will give a person the shirt off of my fucking back. So, really, the only reason to steal from me no, is no, no. just out of fucking malice. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've, I've tried to explain that to girlfriends, too, by the way. I've sat there and said, I, you know, because I've been stolen from so many times, I Said, man, there's no reason to ever steal from me. If you want something, I'll give it. I'll give it to you. You want money? I've got money. You want to, you know, drive my car? That's fine, except for my new pickup. They, they, nobody gets to drive that except for, like, occasionally Squatch. But, um, you know, and then they turn around and steal from me, and they always, you know, say the same thing. But But I didn't think that you would. No, you knew that I would fucking give you whatever you want you're doing it because you're a twat that's that's why you're doing it
2: right so then when i did Uh huh when i when i did the bike shop i shot four people at a bike shop uh they stole from me we had an altercation they died now afterwards when i left i had stolen nothing and there was ten thousand dollars cash and a glock 23 on the 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 owner's desk I had to walk right by it on my way to clear, to clear the building and then leave. It blew police away for years that nobody stole the, stole the cash or the gun. When they asked me about it later on, they are like, why didn't you steal the cash? Well, to me, stealing was wrong. I had no problems killing four people. That, to me, was right. These were They did me wrong, and that's what I did. But to steal the cash or steal something walk out the door, which is so much against me that I would never do it. And my morals and ethics are, are you know, not everybody's the same. Right. I couldn't steal from you, but dropping you wasn't a problem.
0: I've, I've got to agree with that. Like, seriously, like, we were, we've talked many a times about if somebody broke into my home. I've got no problem with putting someone down. doesn't bug me one damn bit. But... To steal from somebody, I won't even steal a penny no. from because it's it's my morals, it's my principles. You know, I everybody's got to work for what they have, and if you know, even stealing a penny, you earn that penny, and it's not it's not the amount, it's the principle behind it.
1: Did I forget to start the yeah. dryer? So sorry, I got sidetracked. I had a shiny moment. Um, so let me ask you this. Do you believe that this this urge is genetic, hormonal, biological, or cultural conditioning?
2: Could be any of it. Could be all of it.
0: I was going to agree. I think I it depends on bl- the killer.
2: I mean, I don't blame anybody else. I mean, some people have good childhoods and turn out to, to be killers. You have others who had horrible childhoods and never did a damn thing wrong in their life. Uh... What you do with it, I mean, does it help shape you? Yes. I think my childhood definitely closed me off to violence. It enabled me to be able to put my emotions in a box and still perform that I needed to get done without breaking down. But so does you when know, they say like sociopaths. I hate to tell you, but according to stats, doctors, stockbrokers, business owners, pilots. There's a hell of a lot of sociopaths out there that never kill anybody ever. It's a mindset. Right. That's genetic, but you didn't act on it. Others do. Um, With your childhood, it didn't help, but it didn't pull the trigger either. My childhood didn't pull the trigger. I pulled the trigger. It was my choice, and, you know, I'm paying for it. I accept it. It, it Are certain people skewed more towards it? You know it's funny how you know when you're the child of 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 parents who were violent, who are children of parents who were violent, it st- it keeps going on and on. In my life, I refused to punish uh, my daughter, my stepdaughter. I refused to punish her and refused to ever hit her, call her names or anything, but yet I still went off and did bad things. Um, I just never wanted her to have the childhood I had. But then look what I end up doing, and you know, I'm sure that didn't look, didn't make you know, Daddy look real good in her eyes. You know, um, you just never know.
1: Wow.
0: See, I I, I agree with that, and uh, and I'll tell you, I think part of it is, uh, or, or a large part of it is is how we're socially raised, because, and and Todd, stop me if I'm wrong, but us guys are expected to live up to a certain standard. We're supposed to be, you know, like. Not show all these vast emotions and not cry and all kinds of shit. So we, we compartmentalize it and we stuff that shit down until the point comes that we can't do it anymore. And shit happens. Now, uh, in, in Todd's case, of course, you know, it, it was killing people. And me, I, I fought a lot and was and was very violent. Um, so I think that's a part of it, too. So Todd's right, man. There, there, there's a lot of factors that go into to violence in general.
1: Yeah,
2: that's true. I will, I will avoid violence as much as possible. I mean, I see a lot of people in here, and honestly, considering I kill criminals, I mean, I'm at a buffet line in here. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, it gets tempting a lot, because I, I don't like these people. Um, and I don't mind sharing my opinions, and if they want to go at it, hey, I'm right here. Um, but when it comes to this kind of situation, I don't necessarily like violence. But when it comes to it, once we engage, I can promise you my violence is bigger than yours. Uh, I'm going to get violent in a way that you're not prepared to handle because I'm not a fighter. I'm a killer. You know, so you put people in the wrong position. They've had a childhood. They've had this. Wrong day, wrong time. They just lost their wife. They just got fired. Um, Maybe they're just a little off. I mean, the world could really use – what is that – Zoloft or or Lexapro, I don't know, some antidepressant just That's true the water system. Um, they gave me some of that, and I mean, I'll tell you, I went from one to kill everybody in the dorm to uh, who needs a hug. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that was me when they had me on a combination of because uh, I take uh, I take Wellbutrin for depression, and they put me on uh, on Prozac as a as a little extra. And while it did have horrible side effects, and I'll tell you what those are in just a second. Literally, somebody could have burnt down my house and stolen all my guitars, and I would have been like, well, that just kind of sucks. I guess I got to replace some vintage gear. I mean, goddamn, that guitar was worth some cash. Fuck. You know, I wouldn't have given a shit. But here was the side effect. What's worse than your dick not working? It working half the time and being mid-coitus in your pecker is like a freaking union worker going, oh, look at the time. We're done. You're like, "Uh, no, finish the job. Can't. Union contract. I'm out, and you're like, let me see your paperwork. And he's like, no, we're done, and it clocks out, and that's what Prozac did. And I gotta admit, guys, it scared the shit out of me. I'm like, oh fuck, you know. Now I'm at the. You need the- a
2: flopper. I know I- what to get you for Christmas. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy you a flopper. No, it was worse than that. Like nothing
0: I could do would make it work. Right, so I'm sitting there and I'm worried. I'm thinking I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk to my doctor. I've got to get on some dick pills, and things like that. And then I'm in the shower one day and I had a what I call the Blue's clues moment. I found all the paw prints. And I went, wait a minute. This started about a week after I started taking this Prozac. So I quit taking the Prozac, and I called my doctor about a week later, and we're talking. And she actually says this. She's looking at my chart. She knows what I'm on. She goes, oh, that's a common side effect. Like, everybody should know that. We treat it with Wellbutrin. I went, um, I'm already on Wellbutrin and having this problem. We'll keep taking it. It should go away. Uh, that's a nay-nay. That's now
1: that's not the same thing. <laughs> Dude,
0: that's not the same thing. That's no no. That's not gonna fucking happen. You know, I'll deal with the bad days. I'll just deal because, you know, I was, I was having some bad days. I'll just deal with a few bad days that I have because the uh the the, the side effect is worse than uh, than than what it's preventing.
2: <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Well I I, I can see that for your world, but in mine, my deck not getting hard half the time is really not a concern. And my and my roommate is very happy that I'm on it. The more than one reason. You, you you should
0: blow him a kiss from me every once in a while and go, "Hey, sexy, how you doing?"
1: Scott says hi. Scott you says think hi. I don't? And <laughs> wink. <laughs> you think I don't? And make sure you wink at him. Give him that wink. Tell, t- t- <laughs> tell him.
0: Tell him when I come out there, I'll visit him too. Uh,
1: <laughs> and
0: Squatch is over there just scratching. He's got stretching. a
1: beard. He's. I. Uh, from what I hear, he's got a beard. I
2: just... <laughs> Yeah, see, if he, didn't have, if he didn't have that beard, it'd be a whole other subject. But, yeah, he got that beard, and I'm just not, you know, if you ain't going to be clean shaven or, or wax or something, I, I, I just can't do it. Because the first time I touch that, I'm going to go, ah, nope. crazy uh, like he, He's good.
0: Pretend like it's 1970s porn before they started shaving and waxing. <laughs> That's horrible. I'm going to go to hell for that you joke. Are- and, it, and here comes the hate mail. I swear to God, as soon as we post this, I'm getting that so much so hate horrible. mail over this.
1: So <laughs> I do want to say this, though, because we kind of talked about this earlier. I don't know. I We might have done this off the air, though, um, is that people think that the best way to avoid a serial killer is to, like, sidestep the disheveled person walking down the street or the person muttering to themselves, right? Nah,
0: bullshit, no. However,
1: the sad reality is that if you want to avoid a serial killer, you need to stay away from the charming, nicely dressed, polite, church-going individuals, right? Yeah,
0: (laughs) well, even the first episode that we did with that Khalil uh, Wheeler- Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm looking at the news reports and I'm, I'm watching some of the news things where they're interviewing his neighbors. Now, We're just flabbergasted. I mean, he was a really nice, quiet guy. We never would have thought in a million years, but that's most serial killers. Nobody, oh, totally. Nobody, and I've said this before, nobody's pointing at me going, that fat ball bastard right there with the loud mouth who tells dick jokes. Oh, we knew it was him. It was definitely him. We knew that. Nobody ever says that.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, hell, you know, I was a real estate broker. I owned the company. I mean, I own land, I own businesses, I mean, I have all this, I'm a licensed pilot, I went to college twice, uh, I'm licensed in two separate states, and yet, here I am. Right. I mean, um, it, it is the guy next door, it's the guy that you don't expect, because the creepy guy, everybody's looking at him anyhow for doing nothing, it's like it's like going down the street, you got a black guy going down the street, Got his chains on, got his pants sagging, got the big jersey on, got the big, you know, uh, stupid speakers in the trunk of his car, trying to be thug nation all, all, all the way through. Little thug puppy over here. Trying to look tough like he's gang-banging and all this shit. The man ain't done shit. But he's putting that into on, and the cops are looking at him. Well, I drive by in a BMW with a body in the back of my car, and I wave the officer. hi, officer, he waves back, and I go about my business. You never know who it is. It's not the one you're looking at with the creepy guy. He needs help. Get him up. Get him into a shelter. Get him cleaned up. We're in America. Nobody should be on the street. But the guy who you got to worry about is probably the charismatic guy who literally is trying to lure you in. He's manipulative. He's going to. I mean, he's 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 hunting a target. Most of us are hunting a target. I hunted targets. I didn't think I was hunting them, but in reality, since I have a a specific type that I go after, clearly I was looking for opportunities to hunt those targets. If you're not male, if you're not armed, if you're not in groups, I'm not interested in you. If you're not a criminal, I'm not interested in you. If you fill into those categories, hello, I'm Todd. I'll be your executioner today.
0: That's fair enough, yeah. So do we have another question? Come well,
1: on. I, I, well, I'm looking through this thing. Oh, right here. okay, you were
0: quiet over there. Yeah, no, I was looking
1: through it because, I mean, it, it kind of explains that stuff. But, I mean, let's look at it this way. I mean, because um, let's go to Ted Bundy for a minute, okay? Because Ted Bundy assumed different personalities, basically. Um, and he even actually referred to it as his disguises because he told the judge in court, I'm disguised as an attorney today, but he's also talked about being disguised as the rape center crisis counselor and the injured person who needed your help loading the things in his car. You know what I mean? So, so,
2: so does every guy in America at a bar.
0: That's true. That is a. This fact. is
1: true too. This is true too. But, um, so my question, I guess my question is, is um. Even though once they're caught, like, I mean, because we talk about it all the time when we're discussing cases, Scott. It's like so and so got caught. What was their first defense?
0: Oh, it's, it's always Gene Sandy played. Exactly. It's, look at him. He's crazy. Now, well, yeah, he's crazy. He fucking murdered five people with an
1: axe. Yeah.
0: But did he know what he was doing was
1: wrong? Yeah, that's the question right there.
0: Yeah, that's the caveat to it.
1: Now, most of these people do. They pretend that they have multiple personality. They're schizophrenic. They have blackouts. You know, they have head injuries, whatever. Um, Most of it's just so they can evade responsibility or get a lighter sentence. Now, my question to you then is, even though they pretend like they're revealing themselves, some part of them is still locked away. So what do you think lies behind yeah. that thought process? You know, fear. it's like,
2: I'm sorry, what? You you have a lot of people who fear. Okay. You have people who are insecure. You are insecure. They don't want to take responsibility. They're hoping mm-hmm. like hell to get away with it. It's like in my case, I was willing to lie badly. Uh, I think I, I just really didn't care anymore. Uh-huh. Honestly, I was just so tired of everything that at the time I had made comments before I got arrested months before that I was actually happier in prison than I was being a millionaire because I was just tired of the frigging phone being married to it and all the stress and everything coming at me. Just give me a TV, three meals a day, a, a bunch of books and leave me the fuck alone.
0: i there. I was just
2: tired with life. I was right. tired with life. I had to stop flying because I, I found myself flying planes and ways that... I was not going to kill myself, but I was making a really good chance it could happen. I mean, I put a lot of stress fractures on aircraft. Um, make those make those wings bend.
1: Right. But
2: the, you get exhausted. I mean, as far as the fear, you, people are still hoping to get away with it. At first, I tried to lie. But when it was clear that I had fucked up and I knew I was going to be caught, they hadn't figured it out yet, but they were going to. I just said, fuck it. And from that point on, I, I just went, all right, here we go. I already know what I'm doing. I am already know I'm going to go to prison forever. What's the point of hiding? Because one life sentence, 20 life sentences, nine life sentences what the hell's the freaking difference? I'm not going to get out of here. And – but you always have people who have that doubt. Could I possibly convince them otherwise to not take the blame? And some don't want to admit to the blame to themselves. It's got to be somebody else. Why I hacked those people up, or why I tied her up, or why I, I threw you know I, 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 these doctors who put uh, who killed the the angels of death, who who do things. You know, well, she, I'm putting her out of her misery and, and it made it for a better world. They're justifying their actions. Yeah, we've heard, heard that time and time them again, themselves.
0: especially with the medicals. That
2: yeah.
0: Um, and matter of fact, while just before we got onto this part here, I was actually thinking of uh, of Colin. Because his story actually changed. He was a oh, an angel of death. Oh, so
1: bad. Yes.
0: Three times. At first, he said, "What was it? It was like something like voices in his head." Yes. And Then the other time it was, but "I blacked out." I blacked out. Yes. Um, I loved my patients so much, and I didn't want to see him suffer. Yeah. Um, and things like that, all in order to avoid that responsibility of just coming right out and saying, "Hey, I'm a shithead. Um, I did it because I wanted to watch these motherfuckers die." Right. That's, that's the whole reason why I gave him, like, overdoses of insulin and things like that.
1: Right.
2: Okay, so... I don't respect that. Yeah. In here, just own up to what you do. I hate hearing the whiny, lying shit. I mean, don't don't claim bodies that you didn't have. Nobody cares, in the big thing, okay? You're not going to oppress anybody with just throwing numbers out for giggles because, like, what this wasn't enough. Uh. I had no blackouts. The dog didn't tell me to do shit other than open the door so they could take a shit. Uh, <laughs> it is my responsibility, and it is their responsibility. I mean, you chose to do whatever it is. I chose to, you know, leave the toilet seat up. I chose to shoot somebody. I chose to get 2% Melco versus Whole. It's a choice. Whatever the fuck it is in your life, it's a choice. Just own up to it. But some people can't do it, and these people, it's like, they they go into drugs, and it's a justification. Some go into into prostitution, some go into, who the fuck knows? But so many people want to justify, and now today's environment with social media, everybody wants to blame, oh, I got hat. You say something stupid. Oh, I got hat. You didn't get hat. Just admit you said something stupid and go on with your day.
0: Oh, yeah, especially on social media. Damn it. Yeah, we see that a lot all the time where yeah. people will say something stupid like they'll.
2: Hey. Oh,
1: yeah, that happened with Scott's little scammer.
0: Oh yeah, my little scammer. I fucking love that guy. That was good times. But no, I've seen that where people will air their dirty laundry on like Facebook or TikTok or wherever, then turn around and go, "Hey, my account was was hacked and I didn't really." Yeah, you did. You aired yeah. all your dirty laundry and now you're 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 reaping the repercussions of it and like your old man or your old lady, or your kids are all pissed off at you. That's what happened. you didn't get hacked, motherfucker. Well,
1: and that's why I quit doing Facebook a lot. Is because I got tired of listening to everybody's dirty laundry. It's like I don't care, you know. But um, so then here, here's another thing. Is some I mean, because if you go by Edmund Kemper, right? Edmund Kemper was young when he started like ripping the heads off his sister's dolls, playing game ex, what he called execution games. And there was even one time when yeah. he was in second grade that he told his sister he wanted to kiss his teacher, but he said, if I kiss her, I would have to kill her first. So do you think that some children can be born bad?
2: Yeah. I mean, anybody who that young wants to, wants to, to kill his teacher after kissing her or beforehand or whatever, that that's clearly showing some issues.
1: Well, right, cool, because uh, Issa Sagawa said he wanted to eat his teacher. Remember, Scott? He was, what, five?
2: He
0: was five. But And then I, I wanted to eat a teacher, and I did uh, my son's teacher. But it was I in a did.
1: total
2: different God. way. I did. <laughs> I did. Here we go. Here we go. Dude, it was my age. Hey, it, my, it, my, my psychology teacher was this little short thing, a little older woman, short, who got wet every time I came to class, called me to her office, and – uh you know, of course, she was like, "Well, I can't do anything with you because you're a student, honey. We're both adults. Uh, I don't need any help with my grades. I'm a straight A student." And uh, the door shut. So, um, how you doing? And yeah, yeah, that, I, was, that was me and right my son's after, teacher. And it happened. And it happened right after we talked about uh, child killers and sociopaths. Hey, <laughs> that's a shit. <laughs>
1: nice. <laughs> Well, you know.
0: Oh my God! The, o- the only thing that makes Works for heaven, me. The only thing that makes having uh, sex with a teacher even better is if she was to play that Van uh, that Van Halen song. Hot,
1: Hot for, for teacher. teacher?
0: Oh, yeah. That would have been that's it even funny. better. Yeah. I
1: don't feel tardy.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, that's my favorite line. Of, funny. <laughs> I don't feel tardy. <laughs>
1: I had one of my co- one, one of my up? fellow classmates said that in class one time. Because <laughs> he was notoriously tardy. And when the teacher goes, do you realize you're tardy again? He goes, that's funny. I don't feel tardy.
2: <laughs> but, yeah. I lost my pincon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So,
1: okay. So, we also know that, you know, in some cases, it it either begins or ends with the serial killer's mother, right? Because Henry Lee Lucas, Scott and my favorite serial killer of all time, came a notice too.
0: <laughs> to Only my for their, com-
1: their comedic factor.
0: I still say if you got hit, if you got killed, and this isn't victim shaming, it's just a fact. If you managed to get killed by these two, <laughs> you,
2: you barely deserved had it. <laughs> you had it
0: coming. Because seriously, man, these two were dumber than. Dumb Jesus Christ man I'm flashing you on sign We're going to kill you What's
1: the worst that can happen Let's just follow them in here I mean they're not really going to well, kill us Henry Lee literally said that Killing people is like Hollywood You're just playing a role So you know There is that <laughs>
0: Some truth to that, though. I know. Anyway, what's your question? So,
1: anyway, so we all know Henry Lee Lucas started killing people when he killed his mother. Remember? Right, right, right. And then Edmund Kemper stopped killing people when he killed his mother. Remember that? I mean, right. we didn't cover Kemper, but that's very well known. Um, so do you think that there could be a factor there in how the mother raises the child that could actually be that catalyst to get that causes them to commit murder? Do you think you it can be traced back to the mother or father? I think so. I, I think, well, think about.
0: It, oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: No, it, it could. I mean, it could be. I mean, but I mean, how how was she was she overbearing in there? Did she have Did she have him touch touch her? I mean, daddy wasn't coming home. Was she doing naughty things with a kid? Because women do that shit too. Um, who the fuck knows? I I I. I didn't have that because I didn't spend a lot of time with my mother. I mean, I went to uh, got moved around a lot. I got shipped out west. I had they got put me in, a, in, a, in an institution for three and a half months because I was angry. Um, I didn't see my mom for eleven years after I got arrested because she couldn't bother she couldn't bother to go to go go visit me because she was going to Saint Croix, Saint Thomas, Vegas, Bahamas, Jamaica—all them fun places. I didn't really have in or in action different childhood. Right. Uh, most of my life I was uh, most of my life I was either raised in prison or I was raised on my own. I mean right. I stay a loner and I for, and I force myself to be outgoing. I mean I stay more in, inward but I force myself to be an extrovert.
1: I was gonna say, wasn't that so, you for a while too, Scott, in the beginning?
2: Yeah yeah no
0: totally like when uh, when I was a teenager growing up I was very shy which nobody bears are no you weren't no I really was I was I was actually afraid of people and then I'm afraid of people come about like my I would say my early 20s all of a sudden like a, a switch got flipped in my brain where I just didn't give a fuck anymore like I didn't care people said that I was a great musician a horrible musician, a piece of shit, it didn't matter to me anymore. And once you get rid of that, once you shed that weight, right, dude, oh, doors will open up uh, exponentially. Because right. people are like, okay, there's nothing. Because people, I, I have found that people really like tearing other people down. And um, mm-hmm. once you take that power away from them, now they want to figure out why why don't why why are you taking that power away from him now they want to do everything for you like we have to get closer to this guy because he doesn't give a shit and there's got to be a reason and it, honestly and Todd can appreciate this one here it works the same with pussy when you show that uh ah, I don't care yeah no, I go home with you I don't go home with you I don't care that woman will Beg you to call her. You have to call me, okay? Like you just—you absolutely have to. I have to find out all about you. And you're like, oh, I was planning on it. I was planning on it, but I'm letting you set up, thinking that you're in charge. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna bang you.
2: As long as you're not being disrespectful to them, and like some the, don't for the anybody <coughs> who's listening to this, it doesn't mean be the dickhead to everybody because that does not attract attract women at all. Right, right, you, right lose the thing that I can go home with you or I can go home with her or I can go home with both of you. or I can go home by myself and tomorrow I will or I've got someone on my phone if I want to get laid. Somebody tonight somewhere on my phone will come over. Um, I'm going to get what I want, one way or the other. And once you realize that the ultimate goal is I'm going to get what I want, you're not so much focused on one person. I wasn't looking for love. I was looking for something moist and tight.
0: Exactly. I
2: mean, I—if I, um, I happen to fall for you, great. But I was—I had commitment issues, and I wasn't really looking for that. I mean, I—I I, I did that. And once you—once you release the fact that you're okay with yourself, doors open because she's going to come. She's going to want to know what is it about you that you're not chasing. Now she wants to chase
0: you, right? I've told I've, I've told this story many times to Squatch and other people. Is that there's been many times I've been at parties and I'll sit there and I will just drink my Jim Beam, yeah, you know, my Jim Beam and Coke. I'm I'm fine, and while while the hottest girls in there have these guys flocking all over them, saying, "Well, I drive a Maserati and I drive this and this is what I do and I'm I work for this record, uh, you know, label and da da, and I'm sitting there and I'm. I'll give them a wave, you know, because they always look at, who's this guy standing over there just drinking his drink, and i like not paying attention to, to me. I'll give them a wave, like, hey, how's it going? And I'll mind my own business. And every single time, it works 100% of the time, by the end of the party, and I'm getting ready to leave, she'll come up and, excuse me, can I ask you a question? And I'm always polite. I go, yeah.
1: Why do all women sound the same? I don't know. Oh, wait, no. This one doesn't sound like your daughter. Daddy. No, my daughter sounds <laughs> way different.
0: Oh, my God. I, I, feel so, I feel bad for her because I know she listens to the show and she's like, I don't sound like that at all. But, um, you know, excuse me, let me ask you a question. Yeah, go for it, man. So everybody else was trying to get my number. And you just kind of gave me a wave. Like, first off, are you gay? No, I'm not gay. Okay, then what's your problem? Well, it's really easy. You have, there's a lot of competition right there. I'm not going to fight for you. Nope, I have no interest in that. I don't have to sit there and, and impress you with what I drive what i do or who i am you know so i'm gonna sit here i'm gonna drink my drink and you have yourself a good night and a hundred percent of the time my name's donna look here is my phone number you need to call me tomorrow please let me take you out okay we can talk that's cool and a hundred percent of the time i'm gonna get into her pants a hundred percent of the time it never fails and guess what guys i'm not the best looking guy at the party
1: you know what? Now I'm going to keep an eye out for that and I'm not going to sleep with anybody. Yeah, That's a lie. I
0: <laughs> I am not the best-looking guy at the party, you know? I'm fucking I'm overweight, I'm, I'm fucking, I I fucking shaved my head, I got piercings and tattoos. I'm not the guy who's sitting there going, "Look at my Lamborghini that I just bought." You know, or this or that. I'm I'm just the dude, I'm, I'm the fat dude who's a musician with a guitar. That's all I am.
1: No, you'd be driving the DeLorean. Shut up. DeLoreans <laughs> are badass.
0: And I think that they just got reissued, too, by the way. But,
1: there's there's a DeLorean that looks just like the Back to the Future one that drives around Forest Grove all they, the time. All,
0: they, all of them from the 80s look that way. because yeah. That's how they were all built. But it works 100% of the time. You know,
2: there's no other option. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one DeLorean. They didn't make it. Yeah. Well, they. I, I saw
0: a thing where they just reissued the Delorean. I think like this year. Wow, I'll have to look it up. Um, oh, give me a second. You guys shoot the shit. I'm going to look it up.
1: Now, um, okay, so I want to go back to Edmund Kemper for a while because I mean this this is this is a good question to ask here too, because Edmund Kemper later yep. said that he goes. I certainly wanted for my mother a nice, quiet, easy death like everyone else wants. So. Yeah. His idea, I guess, of an easy death is he beheaded his mother, shoved her vocal cords down the garbage disposal, raped her headless body. And some accounts even have him placing her head on the mantle in the living room and throwing darts at it. Now, my question is, because they fought constantly, why did he continue to live with her and not move away?
0: Hey, not I'm going to jump in right there. Uh, Jake just actually pulled it up for me. Yeah, they just reissued the DeLorean uh, last year, in 2022. Oh. As oh. an electric vehicle.
1: Wow. Which
0: is dumb. But, uh eh, teach stay around.
1: I don't so, want one.
0: Yeah, no no electric vehicles. You guys chit-chat. I got to peek.
1: Yeah, so, so my question is, is, why didn't he just move away as an adult? He had the freedom to leave. Why didn't he leave? Why didn't he just break
2: off all contact oh. with her?
0: Codependency.
2: Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to let things go. I mean, my mother was an energy vampire. Right. When I knew her, when I was younger, she was a happy woman who was always doing things. Later in life, she became extremely bitter, extremely greedy. Um, she saw everybody in the family as uh, a target that we were somehow getting between her and grandfather's money when he died that she wanted before he died. Okay. Uh, she was spiteful. She 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 totally her personality totally changed, and I eventually just walked away from her because, I mean, I'm not going to hurt my mother. Right. Uh, the way my the way my father treated me, the way my stepfather treated me, the way my grandfather treated me, I am surprised to this day that I didn't go all three. Right. And yes, I thought about it on all three. Um, they were total. Unbelievably brutal to me growing up, um, and then of course later on I grew out, I grew up, and they went like, "Oh shit, he's right. not the small kid I can beat around no more." No, I'll kill you.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but the uh, I would never have touched my mother.
1: Right? Uh, I didn't
2: like her. The last ten years, fifteen years of her life, she really changed. Last fifteen years, she really changed so damn much that it was like a whole other person. But to actually touch her, no. Now, um, I can see that some people can't move away. Some people just can't cut the strings. You know, they're mad at them, but you know, it's like a divorce. You you know, you get tired of her, she's tired of you, um, you're having nothing but problems, but you just keep you know, going on for decades sometimes. Um, just dealing with it.
1: Right. You know,
2: it, it it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's codependency. Neither right. side wants to walk out the door. Right. Uh and if that's his idea if that's his idea of a of a gentle death, what the fuck does he call a rough one? 'Cause that, that's that's some pretty harsh shit there.
1: Right. Right.
2: Um,
1: now, um, I mean we've we've also talked about this before too, because you know, we've talked about the, the McDonald triad as far as, you know, what they say is an indication of a possible serial killer in the future is animal cruelty, uh, pyromania, and bedwetting. Now,
2: I, I don't agree.
1: Well, see, I don't I don't agree with that either. Granted, torturing animals is a red flag. You should actually like literally get your child help if they are torturing animals. But let's look at it this way. You know, Dennis Nilsson loved his anim- loved animals so much. Now, Dennis Nilsson was a fucked up killer in England. Uh, in the UK. Yeah. Now, he loved his animal so much, especially his dog, who he named Bleep, by the way. But when uh-huh. he was arrested, he didn't even want to look at his dog because he thought it would traumatize the dog seeing him being arrested. And then there's Christopher Wilder, who made donations to Save the Whales and the Seal Rescue Fund. So my question to you is... um. Why would they consider animal cruelty to be, like, one of the major catalysts when it's been proven that a lot of serial killers love animals? I mean, there's you. I mean, there's Christopher Wilder. There's Nilsen, There's all that.
2: Because some people are just assholes. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love animals. Uh, right. You know, I accidentally killed a goldfish. I'm sorry. You know, but as far as dogs, cats, horses, goats... I mean, I don't hurt animals. Yeah. Um, I used to... I had a bunch of them. I used to raise them. I, I treated them better than people. I mean, my, my animals got fed. Mm-hmm. My my ha- my, my, bar- my barn cats at my land got fed so much that they would just look at the field mice like, nah, I'm not even going to chase you. Not even going to bother. Uh, and they got fat because I fed them so much. I love animals. I... Did not wet my bed. Uh, I mean, we all did as a kid, but as soon as I could get up and go, and, and you know, I was right. no. Um, I mean, I, I'll start fires to to burn brush because there's no other way to get rid of it when you own ninety, you know, ninety six acres of land. You take a tractor, you push it in a pile, you light it on fire, you burn it down. The next week, you push more trash in that same pile, and do it again. Um all right. But I don't start fires. That, that's, that's bullshit. Now you've got some that do. I've met a lot of assholes in here who want to come up to me because you know I'm the serial killer. Hey, I need to talk to you. No, right. you really don't. But go ahead and that's tell me. Yeah, the uh, uh, you know, I always kind of wondered if I was a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know how you wondered that. Did you kill a bunch of people? No. Then you're not a serial killer just that simple. It's right. kind of like being pregnant. Either, either you are or you're not. Well, you know, when I was a kid, I, I used to kill cats. Whoa. Do not talk to me about killing animals. Because I might off you. Right. Things that are off the menu. Do not hurt animals. Do not hurt kids around me. My childhood sucked. Other people's childhood sucked. Do not talk about or, or hurt kids around me it's hard enough growing up without that bullshit right um i think the McDonald's i think the, the triangle thing is bullshit i think that they're, they're, they're trying to pigeonhole people it's like right. in all these profilers it's a middle-aged white male well shit let's just outlaw all middle-aged white males uh, <laughs> we're, really, we're the ones doing all this shit yeah because
1: every time scott you know, comes across a serial killer who's another nationality or a female he gets mad he goes leave that to us <laughs> yeah, that's
0: that's a white thing, man. You can't be doing our shit. That's
2: right. That's a white person's God thing.
0: Damn.
2: <laughs> hey, look, hey, look. They got basketball. They got soccer. They got all this shit. What do we got? We don't even have golf anymore. That's I mean, fun. you got you got tiger. We don't even have top golf anymore. So I mean, what do we got? And now and now I turn on the news and the brothers are taking over all the serial killing. I mean, we just don't have nothing left. No we kidding, man. We got yachting. The fuck <laughs> I know about yachting.
0: No shit, right? <laughs>
2: well,
0: <laughs> like we're going to be yachtsmen. <laughs> you know
1: what? Anything's possible.
2: So... Oh, uh, shit. I saw, Jaws, I, I saw Jaws at five years old at Georgia Drive-In Theater, and I, I got two words. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> no.
0: Uh, great and, whites aren't that bad. I used to scuba dive with them.
2: Um, okay. <sighs> That's because you were trying to fuck one of them. Surprisingly not. You, you saw short... <laughs> You you saw some shark pussy and just wanted to get your
0: freak on. They're rougher than you think. Like seriously, when Who you feel are? great whites, oh, when you feel their their skin, you would think they'd be slick, but they're not. They're they're pretty rough,
2: like Sandy paper. Yeah, it's a great white. If it was a if it was a great black, it'd be all wooly.
0: <laughs> oh, brutal! God damn it! Here comes the hate mail.
1: Oh my god! <laughs> Todd, you're getting me in trouble, man. I'm telling you. Now, um, okay, we, we also talked about this with one of our calls with you, too, is that
2: um,
1: three, the psychi- psychologists say that 3 to 5% of the male population is considered a psychopath. However, 3 okay. to 5% of the male population isn't out there killing people, right? What do you think sets that apart? Fear?
2: Yeah. Fear?
1: It's the fear it's the some fear of getting
2: caught. Some guys, some guys want to do it but they they don't have the balls. Just because you have the thoughts, I mean you have the balls. Okay. I mean, look, go to any bar in America. How many guys look at the look at the hottie at the bar and go, I wanna fuck that? Okay. But how many of us got the balls to go up and say, Hey, my name's Todd. What's yours? Can I buy you a drink? Um you know, just sit near her, watch the sports on T V and let her start a conversation. She to look your way. Why? Because you're not bugging her.
1: Right. Why the
2: hell are you not sniffing her ass? She's going to be curious why you're not. Same thing here. Not everybody has the balls to stay up and go stand forward. How many people are willing to get into an MMA ring? Not that damn many. They think so. Well, I could could handle that guy. No, that guy will fuck you up. Right, that guy's been training training forever. My bad ass
0: has been drinking.
2: Exactly. Exactly. But everybody at the bar thinks, "Oh man, I could do that. I could do that." Well, guess what? The bar for serial killing is pretty fucking low. Get a knife. Get a gun. Get some whatever. Get a get a lead pipe. Right. But what you have is you have fear. That's why these guys go after prostitutes because they're scared of the little chicken shits. So they want to go after a soft target. They want to go after somebody who really can't fight back, which is chicken shit. Right. You want to be a, you want to you want to really experience it. Kick the fuck up. Get your, get your gear. Find three or four gangbangers sitting on a hood outside of a Circle K or Seven 11 Don't say two words to them. Just walk up and start lighting them up. They want to play. Clearly they want to play. When you see the little red-blue bandanas, it, it's, it's target-rich environment. I mean, that, I, I get But most guys don't have the balls for it. Guys, watch my yard. I'll go up for a prostitute. They leave the prostitutes the fuck alone. Either tip them or leave them alone. But people don't – just because you have people who have, have tendencies or have thoughts, not everybody want, not everybody acts out on it. Plus, a lot of these guys go to prison for other shit. They go to prison, they come in here, and they're stuck in here. Now, they're, we got a bunch of nutcases in this place. Um, but, I mean, they're in here for rape, or they're in here for robbery, or they're in here for some stupid shit. And unfortunately, a lot of them eventually will get out if they don't get more time while they're in here. Right. It's going to lower your stats.
1: Yeah, that's true. So um, so do you think serial murder is ultimately a quest for sex, or is it power?
2: Both. Power. Well, sex and power are really kind of the same. Right,
0: right. Because we do same everything same, yeah. for...
2: We do everything. Pussy loves the world. We go to work to make money to get pussy. We dress the way we do to get pussy. We don't get pussy. We are entirely insecure and can't handle ourselves. Uh, we want something. We want her to appreciate us, give us what we want, ha- handle our needs. Wow. Uh, stronger sex, stronger sex. My ass. Uh, it, it, you guys, you girls, have got the monopoly on pussy. I hate to say it, but I'm surprised you ain't you don't run the world, because in a way, you kind of do. Right. You know? Um, we just convinced you otherwise, but if you look at stats there, it's slowly changing. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, you've got power. People love power. I was a business owner. I, I made a lot of friggin' money. I didn't really care. To me, the money became something to... Uh, keep score with but nine times out of ten I never had to spend money for sex I didn't have to take women out to dinner they knew I was rich they knew I had a lot of nice things they would flock to me because they knew I could get nice things but I didn't spend money on them they just wanted to be with me because they knew if I wanted to I could and I mean who am I to correct them you know Right. that's a good point Okay.
1: Okay, here's another thing too is it's it's been studied that psychopaths really they don't really have a personality of their own. They're very like unemotional type people. Now, a lot of serial killers have actually gone through like, extreme links to depersonalize the the bodies of their victims. I mean, uh, I'll go back to Edmund Kemper, how he decapitated his victims. And he literally said, with a girl, there's a lot left in the girl's body without a head. Of course, the personality is gone. Now, so what do you think it is about a personality that the killer finds to be so threatening that they have to, like, depersonalize this?
0: I got this one. I think it's a fear of rejection. I think that's the that, that's the big one right there. Cause think about it. Edmund Kemper is this big lumbering dude, right?
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, it's funny you should say that because um he literally said that um if I killed them, you know, they couldn't reject me as a man. Yeah, I think that's
0: that that's the most about it. I, I would venture to say that people who are like Kemper or the ones that attack hookers, um, I think the fear of rejection as well as the, the power dynamic. I think that those two things kind of go hand in hand in situations like that.
2: I agree. Okay. Okay. I can see that.
1: Okay. So, um, Okay, here's one for Scott, though. Let oh, me here ask we go. you. No, I'm going to ask you this because you and I had this conversation, similar conversation earlier this week.
0: I'm a Leo. I like long walks on the beach and no, cooking. Oh, wrong, the, wrong kind of question. A okay. lot of
1: people say that um, some of these serial killers, especially the less serial killers, are because, you know, be, you know basically because they have this unhealthy idea of sex. Okay? Now, You and I have talked about this, especially in America, where we are taught to shame our own bodies. Yes. Be ashamed of our own bodies. Some people have said that if we got rid of sex in general, like, took out all pornography, all of that shit, that this would stop. Do you agree with that? No.
0: No, it's going to make it worse. Um, uh, So here's what what Squatch is talking about there, Todd, is that um, here in the States, and I... This is the only place that really does this. I mean, I'm sure there's a few countries out there that are much like us, but by and large, from a time the time a kid is born to when they grow up, if you don't have the perfect body, then you should be ashamed of it. But yeah. if you have the perfect body, you should be ashamed because obviously you're a gym rat. If you're underweight, you should be ashamed. If you have big tits, you should be ashamed. If you have small tits, you should be ashamed. Um, people are taught to be ashamed of their bodies or even looking at another naked body. Oh, my God. Okay. um, You you weren't in prison during the, the Janet Jackson thing. You remember that Super Bowl, right, where she showed her titty for like, what well, was no, it? no, like Justin three...
1: Timberlake showed Janet Jackson's Fine. titty for but like a split second. I,
0: I watched that Super Bowl with one of my former drummers, um, and literally it happened so fast that Tom and I looked at each other and went, did we just see Janet Jackson's titty? And we, we talked about it. I'm not sure was that. And we went back and forth until his wife came in. What are you guys mumbling about? We think we saw Janet Jackson's boob, but we're not positive. It's weird. So the next day, I'm listening to a radio show, and this caller calls in, and she goes, "And my my daughter's life is now ruined because she saw Janet Jackson's breast." Timeout. You're teaching your daughter to be afraid of seeing something that she is eventually going to have. That she's going to have on herself. You know, but like when, when I've gone to like Germany, for example, no one's really ashamed of their body. I mean, there's plenty of places where people walk around. Uh, you know, like nude beaches and, and tons of sex clubs and things like that. No one's ashamed of their body. No I mean, matter if you're if you're if you're big, you're small, you have no tits, you have big tits, it doesn't matter. And I've seen that around the world.
1: Isn't it a national law in Greece that as soon as you get off the plane, you have to be naked? God, I wish <laughs> it was because <laughs> Greek
0: chicks are Greek chicks are hot. Like mm-hmm. I love going to Greece. Hell yeah,
1: the Reuben-esque women.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, strong, sturdy women.
1: But yeah,
2: so you know how what. I- you know how I like my woman, breathing, breathing, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I accept all. I accept all donations.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go.
0: That's because Todd and I no. will go leave the deposits, man.
1: You guys are
2: horrible. <laughs> if your if you're, if your man does not appreciate you, like me. I will. That is I accept so, All. So, Before you
0: go on with the next question, how much of this do you have left? Because we can make this into a two-parter.
2: Well, we can probably
1: make it into a two-parter anyways, but, um, I mean, there's still a couple of pages that I have to go through. I'm actually skimming through the pages and asking some random questions. So, then on the flip side of that, Scott, do you think it would reduce the serial killing rate if we didn't, like, shame sex so much around here?
0: No, and I'll tell you why. Because then, okay, let's... Let's say hypothetically you get rid of all sex scenes on TV, you right. get rid of all porn, you get rid of all the magazines. Nobody's even allowed to talk about sex right. at all, right? Eventually, something's going to happen. Little Billy's going to be going, "Hey, I had a nightmare. I want to go, you know, yeah, make make. I, I want to go see my mom and dad, you know, in their room because I'm scared." Oh yeah,
1: you can walk in on them having sex.
0: And now he is subjected to this scene. Of daddy having mommy bent over and smacking her ass,
1: yeah. This kid's gonna be fucked up, and mom's gonna be screaming, and they're gonna be sweaty, and he's not gonna know why.
0: Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna cause sex.
1: Sex is not going.
2: Sex is not gonna go away. I mean, people no. want to fuck.
1: No, yeah, and, it's always gonna thing, be out there. But this question was that on the flip side, that if we like made it more readily available and didn't shame sex or anything like that, do you think that it would change the rate?
0: No. No, okay. I, 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 okay, if we didn't, it, it, I'm sorry, if, the, if, we, if it was more readily available and we did not shame sex, yeah, I think that a lot of the sex crimes, by and large, would go down, and I think that we would just be left with the people who are, have this great fear of rejection, like the Edmund Kemper type of people, right. or the people who are in desperate need of not just that, that fear of rejection being alleviated, but the, uh, the control dynamic being in their favor, So, I mean, there's still going to be serial killers out there, but I think it would greatly reduce it if people weren't ashamed of their own bodies, ashamed of their own feelings. But there's another dynamic that goes on top of that for us guys. And I'm a firm believer of this that I, I believe that guys need to be taught that it's okay to be emotional sometimes. Okay. Right. I'm not saying being a blubbering idiot all the time, but, you know, hey, man, as a dude, if you need to cry, then fucking cry. If you, if you need attention, don't be afraid to fucking ask and you know, your partner or even your parents, hey, look, I'm feeling a little unloved here. I need some fucking attention. But we're not taught that. We are taught that if you have these feelings and, and you're feeling emotional and you want to cry, well, you're a pussy. You shouldn't be fucking crying. Um, if you're feeling lonely, you shouldn't feel that way because that means you're weak. If you need attention from your partner, um, you know, you shouldn't say that out loud because it shows that, that, that you're weak. And that's not the case, man. Because we all get lonely. We all feel that need to we where have we're 60 feeling. 60
2: seconds remaining.
0: Oh my god! It actually fucking worked wow. this time. Jesus Christ! It scared the fuck out of me. I know. All right, Toddley, call back, buddy, and uh, we're going to do a part two on this one.
1: Hopefully, he heard you. I'm sure he did.
0: All right, boys and girls, and remember, you can send us an email at brutalnationatwistedbluellc dot com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs. Go on to Facebook and join the join Citizens of Brutal Nation. Join in the chat. Have some fun with us. Check out the Etsy store as well at uh, I think it's Twisted Blue uh, LLC Shop. Or store. Or something like that. Anyway, there's a link on the on the Facebook page. This shows Copyright 2023 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved, and
2: we'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.